3: Harry Winks right at the last
2: Daliale <laughs> Lamela, to Dublin! Straight back! Here go the race! And he saved it!
4: Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs, a very uh, special extra last word on Spurs, because as per usual, everything around Tottenham Hotspur is a soap opera. So uh, uh, it was literally 24 hours ago that we was recording the show. Uh, and then uh, all hell broke loose L- Literally, just it was just crazy off the scale As you probably know It feels like one of those uh, American Cop series I'm Richard Cracknell, by the way, in case you hadn't guessed Yes, like an American Cop show like Previously on Last Word on Spurs We were all just talking about uh, the upcoming game against Southampton And, uh, you know, Mourinho and maybe the Cup And... And here we are, 24 hours later, and it has just gone absolutely berserk. So, uh, we've got nearly everybody bar Ricky in the house here. So, uh, just to let you know, um, first up is uh, where should we go? Top right, I'm on Zoom. This is like any of you older ones, it's like Celebrity Squares. This, is where it was all, you could all see or oh, the start of the Brady Bunch, Here's one for the teenagers. Top right of my screen, uh, please welcome along this evening, the one, the only Mr. Jamie Brown. Evening to you, Jamie. How are you doing?
3: Good evening, Richard. Yeah, I hope all the listeners are doing well. And um, Of course, you know, 24 hours ago, as you said, we were recording that podcast. We all thought that Jose Mourinho would be in charge for the cup final. We all thought we were preparing for that game against Southampton. And then, of course, you know, as you said, all hell broke loose. We announced that. The, the European Super League and then of course in the morning um, Jose Mourinho is sacked as manager so yeah obviously never a dull day supporting Spurs they always make it uh, or oh, as, as Lee calls it the crazy train so um, yeah a, a very crazy couple of hours at Spurs.
4: Talking of which and crazy trains uh, nice segue in there Jamie well done next up it is of course Mr Lee McQueen evening to you Lee. Crackers,
5: gentlemen, listeners, hope everyone's well. I called it back on the Love Support Show. I told you it was an interim manager. I told you it was a crazy train. You lot think I'm mad. You lot think I'm crazy. Well, it is the crazy train. And the inevitable has happened. Uh, we've managed to get Jason McGovern back on the show tonight because Jose is gone. And this show is really the last word on Jose. So great, great to be here. And I'm sure we'll get into it. <laughs>
4: Well, of course, where have I got to go next? It is, of course, to one of our own, Mr. Jason McGovern. Jason, happy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that. I think my words at the time were,
2: I don't want this man anywhere near my football club. And uh, sadly, I think we've seen the events that have have taken over. I think you can see now why why I did have that view. I spoke to Chris, Chris Cowling Friday night and I said, it's actually quite sad how it's worked out because as much as I disliked him, I hoped that he'd at least be able to, to, to prove me wrong, if you like, to, to get us playing a bit of decent football and to, to bring that winning mentality. And, and so I don't take any pleasure in saying I was proved right, but the, the, the football for me when you was just, proved, right. But I was proved <laughs> right. But the, the football, you know, everyone said that first day at West Ham See, look, he's going to play attacking football and then the following week we beat Bournemouth and, oh, it's wonderful football, why are you all moaning? But but for me, Liverpool and Manchester City, January 2020, was when I knew this is how it's going to be. And, and from that moment on, I've each and every week, the, the quality of football mostly has been poor. So it's no surprise, but it's a big surprise that he went today, that's for sure. I thought we'd get to the end of the season and, and the plug would pull then. But... Um, the irony is, he's right on the verge of a cup final. The one thing we brought him in to do, and he's got sacked before he even play that cup final. So it's a, it is a crazy period for Spurs. That's for sure.
4: There's all the bones we have to pick over this evening. Thank you, Mr. McGovern. Next up, he just mentioned him, so I'll go there. You're all segwaying into each other. I'm loving this. Uh, good evening to YouTube's finest, Mr. Chris Carlin. Evening, Chris.
1: Good evening, Richard. It's funny. I I look at all your faces on the screen. It's probably the happiest I've seen you all all season, which is very, very strange. The day Jose goes. You know, I remember November 2019, Maurizio Pochettino walked out the door, having been sacked, and we were almost crying, all of us. And now everyone is so happy. But Jason's absolutely right. You know, six days until a cup final, Jose Mourinho is brought in to win Tottenham trophy. Six days before, I'm very, very surprised by the... uh, The sacking today, I must say, I thought it would be at the end of the season. I thought it would happen, um, but not today. Um, But, you know, it's how we go forward now and hopefully win this cup on Sunday. You know, whoever's in charge, whatever happens, let's hope that we're just seeing this cup lifted because we need to end this season on some sort of positive, Mm. the way that we have had this season so up and down.
4: Oh, can you imagine if they like made an Amaz- uh, Amazon documentary on like, what goes on at a football club? How crazy would that be? Who'd watch <laughs> Didn't that? Think of that could
5: you?
4: <laughs> Next up, fresh from his uh, Oscar winning uh, speech uh, from the Man United Pod that just caused unbelievable amounts of social media traffic. and uh, one of the finest monologues you'll ever hear, uh, Please welcome along Mr. John Wenham, evening John. Hello, Rich. Hello, listeners. Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted today. Um, you know, the reading the room
0: now compared to, as Chris mentioned, November the 19th, we were in the Love Sports studio that night. I came in, as Chris said, Lily, everyone was was in tears and now it's more tears of happiness. You know, I'm just delighted he's gone. I'm delighted the club has sort of listened, if you will, to some of the points I made on that earlier pod. And we've got rid of him before the cup final. In my opinion, we had no chance with him at the helm. We had not beaten anyone in the top six or even the top half since December. The form was spiralling. The players were not responding to him, and he wasn't getting the best out of what he had. By making this change, we have given ourselves a chance. And my mood is so far lifted ahead of Sunday. It's unbelievable. I'm really looking forward to the game now, and uh, let's give him. Let's give it a good go. You know, I think we've got a chance now. I really do. I think the club have acted wisely here. There was no point just medi- letting this season just pan out. You know, we've got to the final. Let's grab the initiative and take it. We've given ourselves a real chance now and I'm confident we're going to do something Sunday. So I'm looking forward to discussing the pod
4: tonight, and thank God he's gone. Excellent stuff, excellent stuff. And lastly, it is the one and the only Mr. Anthony Costa. Evening to you, and How are you doing?
6: Yeah, oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Last night we were talking about Southampton game, and then we, I went to bed with a manager, woke up this morning, up this morning we got no manager. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? It's Sounds like a blues song, wouldn't it? it? Yeah, woke up, up this I mean?
4: morning, got no yeah, manager.
6: <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I got the, I got the, um, I got a call about half nine this morning. A mate of mine tweeted, and I sort of phoned him, and he said, "Yeah, he's gone, mate." And I was like, "How, how, how, how serious is this?" Because obviously, you know, you read these rumours, and lo and behold, an hour later, Sky Sports breaking news. So, listen, it was, it was the writing was on the wall. Uh, we all know the football work, hasn't been great of late, and um, mm. I just find it baffling six days before. Before a final, but listen, I hope I'm proven wrong. I want, I want to see us lift that trophy at the end of the end of the week, and let's 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 move on. We're, we're Tottenham. No one's
4: bigger than the club, and we're all
6: fans, and we want the fact to see our club do well.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, listen, that's all we've got time for tonight. After all them intros, hope you enjoy. See you later. Ah, am only joking. <laughs> 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 uh, so listen, I just wanted to say a massive thank you once again to everybody that uh, put their points across and questions over for us to capture. I've been busily scribbling down all afternoon, loads and loads of points, and I shall try and give as many of you as, a shout out as possible. But thank you. Last time I looked, there was like nearly 200 replies Uh, plus uh, with people making great points. So I'll try and get through as many as possible. And I think first up uh, at uh, Medino 89, uh, I'll come to you, Jamie. He says, what triggered this decision now, which I suppose is probably where we need to start this evening.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, firstly, as John said, I think if you look at the form, it has been absolutely abysmal. And, on a, 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 well, firstly, I mean, it was from the last 12 games, we picked up 11 points, which is the third lowest number in the whole Premier League. So um, I think we were going into that cup final with blind hope. Um, I think we stood no chance with Jose Mourinho. I know, um, obviously, it's been said with Jose Mourinho at the start of the season, maybe he's the one man you'd want in charge for the cup final. But if you look at the way that he's handled this team, the way um, everything's gone with this team in the last couple of performances or even the last couple of months, it's just been absolutely shocking. And I don't think he would have got anything out of that team. So I think it was necessarily necessary that we made the change now. Um, and as John said, again, I think um, it gives us the best chance and we go into that cup final now. And obviously with Ryan Mason in charge, uh, potentially, um, and that for me... As much that does excite me because you know he's a guy who's one of our own. He's been at the club since he was eight years old. Um, of course, he's very well respected around the team, having having played with a lot of them. Um, obviously, he played with Harry Kane. So I think that it's going to give the team a real lift. I think it gives the fans a real lift as well. So I I, I do think it was the right decision. Now, obviously, I'm I'm gutted that Jose really had to go. I, I really felt as though. Um, he would be the right man for Spurs. I hoped he would be the right man for Spurs, but ultimately, I've accepted it. it just didn't work. It wasn't. It wasn't the right fit. Um, and I, I'm glad we've made the decision now. As I said, I think it gives us the best chance in the cup final. So I'm now really looking forward to that cup final. I think we all knew we'd we had gone through the motions in these games. None of us were getting excited for these games. Um, but now I think we are get, we are excited again for this cup final. So I think it was the right decision to to part ways with him now.
4: Chaps, any amongst us that think that he should have maybe got till the end of the season and got that that cup final? I'll throw it open to the floor if any of you want to uh, chip in and think he should have maybe got at at least the final in those last six games and then draw a breath and see where we are from now. Well,
2: I'll stick up for him a little bit. Um, I don't think we're any more likely to win without him than with him. Mm-hmm. I think Manchester City's Champions League semi-final on the Tuesday night makes a big difference to a cup final. Manchester City still have a terrific B-side, for sure. But we won't be facing the, the full guns. And the Kevin De Bruyne injury means that Foden probably won't play the final. He now has to play the, the Champions League semi-final. So, and, and their focus, as we've seen them lose to Chelsea and Leeds of late, I don't think they would be fully focused on that final. So I I still think Mourinho had a good chance. And the other thing I would say, which which is also my annoyance at those players, if Mourinho couldn't get the best out of them for a cup final, he shouldn't need to. It's a cup final. You've been telling us for six years how you haven't won anything, how we're desperate for a trophy. So what does it matter if Mourinho's in charge? If you players... Cannot get off your asses to play a cup final with a bit of motivation, then that is nothing to do with Jose Mourinho.
6: You do need but a leader, leader though. Really you, you do has. need. You I, I, I'm with Jason on that. No, so come on, much.
2: Jamie. I'm, no, with I'm with not. Jason <laughs> on that.
6: If you can't, if you can't get yourself up for a, a North London derby, um, an FA, a, a League Cup final, you shouldn't be playing for this
3: club I, I, I don't or any not I... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, necessarily well, think it was. I, I don't necessarily think it's motivation. I think that if you if you've got a plan in place, especially against a side like Manchester City, you need to have a definitive play, um, style of play, and that's what we completely lost. Of course, we had that up until the uh, you know the end of last year, um, where we had that style of football. But he's changed it, and he tried to change the way we were playing, and we lost that identity. So um, I think you need a plan in place. Of course, yes, the players should be able to get up for a cup final, and they need to do that themselves. But they also need a plan in place, and that's why we've been just so abysmal because we don't have that leadership. We don't have that plan in place. We didn't have that plan in place anymore. So the players
1: should take some responsibility, Jamie, because when you're looking at those last three results, you know Newcastle, Manchester United, Everton. You know some of those players should be thinking we've got a cup final coming up. You know I want to be I want to be in that starting eleven in that cup final. You know surely that is why you 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 are a professional footballer for the glory to lift trophies. You know, we're starved of trophies, 13 long years. You know, Harry Kane, Hugo Lloris, all of those, you know, they've played for Tottenham for years, not won anything. They've got to take accountability and be responsible for, for their actions on the pitch and want to be part of that cup final. And, you know, these last few weeks, I haven't seen that from a lot of the players, which is really, really worrying. I know Jose mourinho is gone and a lot of people are pleased about it. Um, but, you know, you do need to look um, at the players and the manager.
2: And it's, it's also saying, Jamie, that we can say there's no plan in place. You cannot tell me Jose Mourinho does not have a plan in place for each game. We might not like it. I, I absolutely despise the plan. But he still has a plan in place. And it's up to those players to do what that plan is. I, I just, I, there is I, a plan
3: look, I, in
2: place. We might not like it, but there's still a plan in place.
0: Yeah, but the plan. I mean, there was a good report in the Athletics oh, yeah. afternoon whereby it said, you know, we spent so much time in training Focusing on what the opposition had Instead of what we had mm-hmm. We have got some Kane and Bale We should be scaring the shit out of people Not fucking sitting back defending Because they've got good players too We have got great players And it's up to the manager to get the best out of them And manager's got different styles You've got your Harry Redknapp type He puts his arm around them and says Come on mate, give me 20 and do your best you know. Then you've got tactical managers But Reno, whatever it was Style that he's got It wasn't getting through to the players We saw that at the game at Arsenal Exactly Zagreb. Newcastle, Everton, it wasn't working. And It's why the change had to happen now. We've got to this cup final. It's a rare chance. There's only two domestic cups you can win in England. Let's give ourselves the best possible chance. Not with this loser that's losing to anybody decent he's playing since December. It's not good enough. And the club had to be brave and show some balls. And they've done that, actually, in getting him out and giving us a fighting chance. They've got Harry Kane's best mate in. If he can't motivate the players, then there is a bigger issue. But I hope he can. He's played with a lot of those guys before. They know him as a friend as well as a footballer. And he's obviously worked at the club for a long period of time. I'm hopeful that Ryan Mason can galvanise them. So that even if we do lose, we go out there and give it our best, though. We attack them. We play to our strengths. Our strengths are attacking people, not sitting back and waiting and bending over for, you know, Bernardo sure. and whoever else. Let's give them what we've got. We've got Sun, we've got Kane,
4: we've
6: got Bale. Get them out on the pitch. And that's what I'm most looking forward to, actually. If they don't, so, John, sorry, mate. If they don't bounce back, right? Everyone's talking about it's bounce back, yeah? So, we got Wednesday against Southampton. We've got Sunday, the League Cup final. If we don't see a bounce back of the players that you've just mentioned, who are his mates and blah blah blah, X Y and Z, what what's the problem then? Is it would, would it have been? Is it the manager? Is it Mason's
5: problem or is it the players' problem? It's not just one. Guys, it's not just what it's not just one problem. It's it's a series of different things that always ends in a disaster. Now, i go back to the 2018-19 season, a famous season for Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, because we we got to the Champions League final. It was absolutely incredible to get to that final. We were about six minutes from being knocked out in the group stages. But to be fair, Lucas pops up and we get a draw and we get through. You know, we're, uh, we're a very decision away from getting uh, knocked out of the quarterfinals. But to be fair, it was the right call and we got through. We are literally about three seconds away from getting knocked out in a semi-final. But to be fair, we got through and we got ripped in, in uh, against a, a stupid damn ball situation in the final. Great, great times, great memories, absolutely fantastic. In the Premier League, we lost 13 games that season. 13 games in, in the Premier League. And, it, it, you know, this isn't an, a, a new problem. Pochettino got sacked the, the year after because we were abysmal against Brighton, abysmal against uh, Bayern Munich abysmal against Sheffield United. it's that's the same set of players. Last um, uh, uh, game that we played before, sorry, before Everton, Newcastle game, we started not, uh, eight players that were Potticino signings. That was the club. That's what they signed. Uh, he started Jose's choice, but eight of them players were Potter under Potichino. That has to be part of the problem. I'm not sticking up for Jose. I'm not saying that I wanted him to stay. I'm not saying that. But what I will say to you, and hindsight's a wonderful thing, going back to what Jamie said right at the beginning, if I gave you two or three managers' names to win you a cup final, all of you would pick Jose Muno, every single one of you, and all of you would listeners as well. Mm. They He would be on your list. Now, hindsight's a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing. It definitely wouldn't be, with all due respect, Ryan Mason. Like, it just wouldn't be. He's so, not on so anyone's
1: the, list, is he? He's no, just, of course he, he it isn't. isn't. No, um, of it's course not. He it, isn't. it hasn't been confirmed, though, has it? That Ryan Mason will take no, charge. Of- no, well, he hasn't.
6: But, but well, I'm point- hearing different reports. Sorry, leader, he's not going to be taking
5: charge of no, the top line. Whether
6: I'm lying, I don't know. But but see. the
5: point the point the point I'm making and and, and, and the point around kind of you know where we we're going with that is that it's not just a Jose problem. It's not just a player's problem. It's it's everything. And we saw the reaction of. Serge Aurier and uh, Hugo Lloris after the uh, after the match the other day. Now, whether or not that was out of context, picture peaks, it speaks a thousand words, whatever it might be, we saw that out of context stuff. You know, we've had some absolutely abysmal results, as John just pointed out this year. Absolutely awful. But in 15-16 in season, what I think we'd all agree as Tottenham fans, we were challenging for the title. We wasn't even top of the league once in that season. Not once did we hit the top. In the 16-17 season, I think we'd all agree we was challenging for the title. We lost it seven points behind Chelsea. I think we were top for a week during that period. Mm. This season we were top for nearly five weeks. Yeah. I, it yeah. just so it just again, I don't know. I suppose the point I'm trying to make is it's not just about Jose. I, I actually was right up and I backed him right up until the end. And actually on the WhatsApp group, I'll be transparent with all the listeners. On the WhatsApp group, what two days ago after the Everton game, I went I think I'm done. I think I'm Joe Say out. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you was. And that that, yeah. that was the lot yeah.
5: that was the last time. And yeah. and I think, you know, I've been patient because it it, it was a gamble that hasn't that hasn't worked. M- maybe the timing is because he's on a cup win bonus. M- maybe part of his contract wouldn't wouldn't surprise you, would it believe he? Maybe he's going to look, come in, get me a cup and, and get me top four. And you know, I'll pay you 10 million, but it goes to 20 million if you win me a cup, or 15 million if you win me a cup, and 20 million if you if you get top four. So he saved himself five million quid by booting him before Sunday. And are, are you
4: saying me. that our esteemed chairman might do something a little bit against the spirit of football? I can't believe it, Mr McQueen. More on that I, later, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, uh, and, and, just,
5: <laughs> and just quickly as well, just quickly on that as well, and obviously you've got more to cover off, but when you take into consideration the Yoki Koki is the defence, in and out, shake it all about, that was happening under Pochettino as well. This is going back three years. This isn't just about Jose Mourinho pieces. I worry, you know. I, I know who you want in Jamie, and I, and I want him too. And I know, uh, and 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 John, you want another guy, and you know they're brilliant managers that you guys want coming. I'm sure we'll cover it off. But what are they coming into here? They're coming into mm. an utter mess. Mm. This is painful. This is what Potts talked about. Is somebody going to take that job and and go? Do you know what? You know, yeah. It's, who, who's going to back themselves to get themselves out of this mess? when Jose Mourinho couldn't do it. But again,
4: (laughs) Lee, later on, it might not be a mess they're coming into. It might be something completely different. But Chris, you wanted to make a point? Go on. Sorry, I jumped in there.
1: I was going to say, whoever does come in next, you know, it's got to be the right manager because, you know, as I said before, you're bringing in a top coach in Pochettino. He couldn't get us over the line. You then bring in a serial winner in Jose Mourinho. And it didn't work there. You know, the next manager is not only going to do or having to do Pochettino's rebuild, but he's then got to sort out Jose Mourinho's mess or so-called mess that he's left as well. It's a huge job. It is really a huge job. And, and I'm very unsure. I can't even give you a name of who I want to take over at Spurs next because I think it is just such a huge job, um, you know, to, to do now. It would be very, very interesting. And, and of course, Crackers, like you said, you know, is he going to be backed by the board? You know, mm. all this talk of European Super Leagues, £350 million, you know, is that money going to be spent on the pitch if it happens? I doubt yeah. it. Is it um, you know, he needs to be fully backed. Process. And, well, there's, there's so many players that haven't been replaced. You know, you could, yeah. you could argue Carl Walker has never been replaced with the quality uh, difference. I mean, Christian Eriksen, you know, he hasn't been been replaced. Moussa Dembele, you know, you could go on and on with players that have left the club. Yandra Tompkins another one. You go on and on with these players that have left, and the quality difference has been a lot less when they've come in. And that that's the issue every single time.
4: Jamie, coming to you at THFC Defoe says, who does take temporary charge? So, you know, at the moment, we've had... Mm. Uh, <coughs> Again, um, news report or a, 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 a letter put out by the, uh, the, the club, uh, a statement, that's yeah. the word I was looking for, saying, Ryan Mason's taking training today. Watch this space, basically, and, uh, you know, THFC doing their usual wall of silence. So um, for, for you, and I'll, I'll throw it to to everybody else, um, you know, let's be fair. Not many people have now got eyes on Wednesday night and the Southampton no. game and whoever's in the dugout. But Sunday, especially, and and for the final six games. So, where would you where would you take us if you was chairman
3: on an on the interim appointment or long term?
4: Yes. Yeah, interim.
3: Uh for me, I, I, I do like, really like Ryan Mason. I think that he'd be the right fit for Spurs. I think, again, you know, he comes back. He's he's worked with a lot of these players. He's obviously worked around the club. He knows the club. He knows a lot of the players. Um, as John said, he's one of best mates of Harry Kane. He's been here since he was eight years old. So um, I think he's done a relatively uh, good job with the youth team as well. So for me, I think that would be a decent interim appointment. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously there's no ideal candidates Um I, I don't know. I, yeah, for me, that that would be my choice. I don't think anyone else t- in terms of interim would, would be a uh, like, brilliant choice.
4: The great thing with Zoom is you can gauge people's <laughs> responses to answers. So I'm going to go firstly to Ant and then to Chris, but didn't seem to quite concur with you there, Jamie. Ant, over to, to you. Yeah, listen, the Sunday, I, I, the final.
6: No, listen, I respect Jay's opinion. Uh, obviously, we've all got our own. Um, do I think it's right? No but that's my opinion completely. I think I think someone someone like a redknapp to come in. Just, just bounce back, arm around the shoulder. If you want to see Deli Ali playing, he's the best man for the job, I J- think. Jamie, Harry or Louise,
4: happy. and What's that? Jamie, Harry or Louise, when you say rednack. I, mean, well, I mean, football's man. been so nuts the last 24 hours. Well, it might it be, be, it'll
6: be Jamie and Harry in the dugout. I don't know, but listen... <laughs> um, I don't really want I, personally for me. Ryan Mason ain't ain't the right man. Or, or for interim, he's it's just not not good enough for me.
4: Um,
6: to take us, to take us over the line. Will he do a tactic masterclass against Pep? I very much doubt it. So listen, what's the point in going to a league cup final on Sunday with with one of your best mates in the dugout? It just doesn't just doesn't work for me. Sorry. For you,
4: Chris, uh, with that, this interim appointment and uh, and Sunday especially, I'll throw it to John and Jason after as well.
1: Uh, uh, do you know what, Crackers, I would be very, very surprised if Ryan Mason is managing Tottenham in that League Cup final. I think that Daniel Levy, knowing Daniel Levy, um, you know, what he did with bringing Jose Mourinho in just hours after Poch left, I think he's already got someone set up. You know, whether it's a, an interim manager or whether it's a permanent manager, I think the club have made a decision already, and they've probably got someone lined up. And I think the announcement is probably not that far away because the the official announcement from Spurs actually said Ryan Mason will take first team training today, and a further update will follow in due course. Doesn't say anything about him, you know, being manager until the end of the season or the cup final. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we uh, are doing another one of these podcasts very, very soon talking about. <laughs>
4: I was just about to say that. See you all again tomorrow night. I'm going to end up divorced at this rate. John, uh, for you on on uh, on Sunday and the rest of the season? Yeah, and I, on the pod we did after the Man United game, it was Harry Redknapp that
0: I put forward. And, you know, he would have been the one I'd gone for. But it seems that Ryan Mason has impressed those at the club. I mean, he, he hasn't actually, he's not the under-18s manager. That's sort of a misconception people have. Matt Taylor, uh, the ex-Bolton and Portsmouth player is the under 18s manager ryan mason just sort of oversees the under 18s and did coach them in the uefa youth champions league last year or the year before um look ryan mason's got a good team around him there's some good people at tottenham some good coaches chris powell another huge tottenham fan ex charlton an england defender will join him um um, so yeah you know I'm, i'm happy with ryan mason i think the players will respond well to him and in the short term i think that's a good move and look let's give him a chance if he does well in those six seven games Who knows? We might be talking about something longer. So let's see. But let's not rule him out. Let's not, you know, let's try and boost him up as high as we can. He is one of our own and let's get behind him.
4: Yeah, Jason, I think John makes a very good point there. We are where we are. So, like, you know, Ryan Mason may not be everybody's cup of tea, first choice, etc. But surely, surely we just like, if it is him, we have to get behind him, don't we, for Sunday and just see where it takes us.
2: Well, first of all, to say, you know, you, you wouldn't want Ryan to go up against Pep in a tactical battle. There's not too many managers you would want to go up against Pep in a tactical battle. I wouldn't want to see Harry Redknapp go up against Pep in a tactical battle. So as a one-off game, you know, Chris, I mean, Chris may Chris well be right that, that an appointment may well be incoming that we, we're we surprised at in a, in a couple of days' time. But if it is Mason, if it was Redknapp, if it was... Even, you know, Glenn. I mean, how many times has Hoddle said he'll, he'll help out whatever. If it's anyone like that. I'd love that. It's, it's just a question of, look, it's a cup final. Um, I think against Manchester City's B team. And we just have to, I mean, as John said, if we play to our strengths, that's how we have to go. And I think Redknapp, I think Hoddle, I think Mason will all try and get us playing to our strengths. So they've probably all got as good a chance as each other of winning it. Um, you know, it's, it's just as simple as that. But long term... No, I wouldn't want Ryan Racing to be manager next season, that's for sure. Um, and I'm not sure I'd want Glenn or Harry to be manager next season either. But for the sake of between now and the end of the season, you know, uh, let's be fair, once, once that cup final is out of the way Sunday, the rest of the games, they're not really going to make too much difference to us, are they? If we lost all six, no. if we won all six, we're not going to finish in the top four. We're not going to be relegated. So, and, and players will will... I'm, I'm pretty certain, I said to Chris Friday, I think once that cup final's done, the players will be on the beach anyway. So I think you'll you'll see that drop off in intensity over the next few games anyway, whoever's in charge. So, you know, whoever it is, I'm, I'm really not fussed on Sunday.
1: Do you know, Me. Joe Crackers, the, the interesting yes. thing, is Jason even thought that Tottenham would win the cup with Jose Mourinho in charge.
2: I did, I did. But I, my, my whole thing was Manchester City's semi-final two days afterwards that's a huge huge mm, advantage is, we is. have
4: to take advantage of that we really do that's exactly uh,
6: it jay sorry go on go to lee mate go lee
4: lee, lee uh, i mean people are saying ryan mason versus pep uh, don't don't make me laugh but we had jose Mourinho up against somebody in prison and he lost so surely anything is possible isn't it here
5: Mate, nothing surprises you anymore, does it, in football? I mean, look, I think that, you know, it's not about Mason not being my cup of tea or or, or not, not respecting the fella. I mean, he's, he's barely out of his coaching badge uh, um, pants. You know what I mean? He only got his coaching badges. So, you know, I think that it's it's a good opportunity for him to be in and around the first team, to, to become a first-team coach, wrap him up with uh, with Ledley King, I mean, how, how is Ledley King not even being spoken about? He's been with the first team the whole, t- the whole period of time. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? So, you know, it, it, to, to step in. Now, for, for me, the, the, the obvious candidate for me, and I'm not sure this will happen, but the obvious candidate for me as an interim manager is Harry Redknapp. He comes in. You, you, you bring in Ryan Mason uh, into the first team. You bring, you keep Ledley King in there. Both of which uh, he come through the academy under Harry. Uh, Ryan did, and, uh, and and Ledley played for Harry. Harry also brought Gareth Bow to the football club. Um, you know, so he's got uh, he's got uh, form managing uh, actually Bale. it was Ramos. Fact, he was uh, he was uh, he was the uh, the manager when when bail exploded onto the scene against Inter Milan. So, you know, it makes absolute sense to do that. I think when they left, they left on reasonable terms. I think I've, I've heard Harry say in the past that. You know, he's got respect for Levy and that type of stuff. You're talking seven games. You want a new manager bounce. And, you, and, and, and us Tottenham fans, you want people that are going to go out and play and have no shackles and be freedom and have that, them brilliant words in your ear while going, do you know what? We're going to have a go. We're going to have a go. That's Harry Redknapp. And, you know, we might go and get stuffed by Man City if we go and have a go at them, but that, that might be the case. I think there's another candidate. Um, he's managing over in China at the moment, um, and he's also done a fantastic job in the past as an interim manager. And I think he also could be a long-term appointment as well, which is very scary because I'm not saying I want him either. But Rafa Benitez, he, he, he could—you could easily see him walking into this into this role. Um, and, and I hope, you know, I hope it doesn't happen. But you know, you, you could see that happening as well. So look, no offense to Ryan Mason, I, I think that you know for for me. It's way, way too early. And just because your mates in the changing room, that that's just utterly ridiculous. You know, if you you want to go from the the the, the uh, you know the ridiculous to the utterly ridiculous, the, 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 there's that scenario. Uh, utter clowns. Uh
4: th- thank you, Lee. Yes, ex- exactly that. So, uh, um, listen, uh, we'll go. We'll do another little round before we take a break, uh, and just to really look at the players. Who are there uh, and not been planned, uh, at nlumber lumber three and many, many more of you? Thanks once again for sending those in. I'll uh, I'll throw this over to you first, uh Jamie. Uh which players actually benefit from Jose uh going and yeah. at THFC underscore fan seven said who doesn't benefit? So who's the winners and losers here in the current squad? With Jose going and the whole dynamic changing.
5: Well, I think before before, the... before you answer that, Jane, I wasn't calling you lot clowns, by the way. I wasn't saying <laughs> you clowns for why I was calling the club clowns, right? The <laughs> decision makers of the country. Cool don't
6: worry about that. No,
5: but I wasn't calling you lot clowns. I was thinking it through thinking, hang on, you
3: lot think I'm calling you a clown. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, anyway, yes. Uh, no, of course, no, look, I think the one thing with Jose Mourinho is he fell out with a lot of the players um, I mean but um, Gareth Bale was certainly one of them towards the end of his tenure to to kind of see him just completely thrown to one side after one poor match against Arsenal that was very frustrating so Bale obviously Deli Ali, Steven Bergvine, we haven't seen him for months I completely even forgot he existed uh, Ryan Session of course coming back from his loan spell and, and uh, next season I think he's still a guy that I was desperate for Spurs to sign at the time and I think he's a guy with huge potential of course, Jaffa Tanganga playing at centre-back. I mean, as much as I think he can do his job at right-back, um, it's not ideal. And I think that he's actually a really good central... He'll make a really good central defender um, in the future. So I want to see him playing in his actual position. Toby Aldavarrode, I mean, our best central defender, and he was kind of thrown out the team. Um, so he's obviously a guy that we brought back into the team. So, you know, there's now all of a sudden, there's lots of players that are going to be brought back into the fold now that I can get excited about. Deadly Bale... Stephen Bergwijn, um, Jeff Tanganga maybe at centre-back. So um, I think there's potentially, there's a lot of players now that hopefully we might see come back into the team and uh, I think they'll definitely benefit us. So yeah, definitely lots of winners for sure.
4: John, I'll, I'll come to you and uh, at uh, King, King, uh he said, what does this mean for Harry Kane? Because Harry did seem to actually be one of those only players that had a really good relationship with Mourinho, didn't he?
0: Yeah, Harry's a utter professional. You know, his statement today really oozed class. I thought, Um, regardless of what else was going on, he made a point to come out and thank the manager and said he enjoyed working with him. But you get the impression Harry would deliver results for whoever he was working for. You know, Harry loves to play football, wants to reach that top level, and and just loves scoring goals. So, yeah, I think I think Harry Kane will do more of the same. He'll continue to deliver consistent, well-class performances week in, week out, as he's done for the last seven, eight years now. Um, he's he's the best in the business up front and we'll see more of the same regardless who manages us.
4: Excellent stuff. All right, listen, we're going to take a short break, so don't go anywhere. Just one or two things left to discuss uh, this evening. Uh, One or two other things happening around football and, uh, of course, who we might be looking at long-term, et cetera. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be back very, very soon
5: powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey
4: and we're back thank you so so much for uh tuning in just do, do you tune into podcasts i know you tune into radio so i'm sorry, my age and i tuning in don't touch that dial everybody thank you once again for uh for downloading and listening and streaming and uh everything you do with all the uh, messages that you give us on social media We're at Last Word on Spurs On Twitter and on Facebook And on Insta and across all your favourite Social media platforms So uh, on iTunes as well Spotify uh, Everywhere, you can download from everywhere HMV Record Shop Apparently you can go and buy us on a, on, a, on an album now As well, don't forget <laughs> No you can't Anyway, listen um, Chaps so long-term replacement now. The King is dead. Long live the King and all that. Um, and I suppose, really, we can't ignore it much longer uh, with the news that came out at around half 11, quarter to 12 last night. Of course, that, that, that sort of normal time that you've big press releases out at nearly midnight on a Sunday night. Uh, Have that in your inbox tomorrow morning, UEFA and FIFA, and uh, see what you make of that. So um, the long-term replacement, I'll start with you, Lee. Um, Do you think the long-term replacement now for Jose is whether this uh, European Super League is going to happen and it's going to be one manager, and if it doesn't, it's somebody else? Where do do you think we are with that? Mm -hmm.
5: Well, I think in, in light of the breaking comments from from Jurgen Klopp, I mean, I think he came out in 2019 and said he was completely opposed to some sort of European Super League, and he's just reiterated that um, this uh, the tonight uh, before their before their game. I, I think the European Super League is supposed to start as as early as August 2021, um, is is some of the reports that I that I saw. Um, and he's come out and said that he'd be very happy. He, he wants to manage a, a team that's in the Champions League. Um, he, come, he wants to manage uh, teams that are in competition with each other. He's quite looking forward to seeing whether or not West Ham, for example, can, can qualify for the Champions League. So he's really, really come out and said that this is the sort of stuff. So, so you're looking at Jurgen Klopp, who is a world-class manager of, the, of this generation, He's essentially saying that he doesn't want to manage a team that's in in the European Super League. That, that's basically what he's saying. And 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 obviously Liverpool are, are one of the founding members. So I do think it's completely fluid, and I do think it's going to come uh, um, decide on what actually happens in that wider picture, which I'm sure we'll get into the ESL. If we can just dig, de- uh, uh, you know, compartmentalize just mm-hmm. the, the manager side, you know, in terms of people, you know, there's lots of different people's names floating about. Um, You know, I think the the favourites, some of the favourites at the moment, the real fashionable names, favourites. You've got David Moyes, um, who's obviously nowhere near good enough for Tottenham uh, because he's only about to put West Ham in the Champions League. (laughs) You've got Sean Dyche, who is obviously nowhere near good enough for Tottenham because he's, you know, been managing Burnley in the top flight and getting a tune out of them on about 20p. Um, You've got Chris Wilder, who's obviously nowhere near good enough for Tottenham Hotspur, uh, because obviously, you know, he hasn't got a foreign uh, uh, name uh, or, you know, some sexy name uh, that that goes with that. Um, And uh, Eddie Howe, obviously, you know, there's nowhere near good enough for Tottenham because ultimately he hasn't done anything with Bournemouth and gotten relegated. And look, I'm being a bit facetious, as you can clearly tell, but none of of them names that I've I've mentioned that would be anywhere near Tottenham's uh, uh, um, uh, list. And, and, and you look at it and you go, that's what worries me, to be honest. Eddie Howe is free, he's, he's open, he ain't got a job, and he played all right to track tip football. Daniel Levy having a look at him as an interim. I mean, exactly, John, exactly. There's a lot of nodding heads here. James as well. I'm thinking, but, but you, do you know what I mean? This is where the club could be going. I think long term appointment for me, um, I've got my top three. Um, and and there is a particular order for that, and I think Jamie's been banging the drum quite heavily for, for this man uh, uh, Julian uh, Julian or Julian Nagelsmann. Um, I think that he would be uh, I think he'd be a very very good appointment for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, I think Conte over at Inter would be a very good appointment for Tottenham Hotspur. About to win uh, uh, the the Syria and obviously ex Chelsea manager and again, same as Avb, same as Glenn same as obviously Mourinho, but good good pedigree. Um, and those are Premier League, and obviously Brendan Rodgers. And I know some of the boys are loving a bit of Brendan Rodgers, but I think the problem with that, and I'm sure lads, you, you're 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 opening this up as well, is what? Why would they come? That's that's my issue. Is why would Brendan Rodgers? He's in the FA Cup final, so ain't cut. He definitely ain't coming as the injury like now. He ain't coming into the new new season. Got an amazing trade training go- ground. They're in the FA Cup final. Um, they've got money to spend. Trusted good players. In the harmony. I'm not saying that Leicester are a bigger club than Tottenham. I'm not saying that. That's a different, that's a different, uh, I suppose, debate, but it's about attracting them into, into this mess that we're in, you know, um, Bayern Munich, or all, potentially all over Nagelsmann as well. That's very, very difficult. I'm wondering whether Hans Flick goes anywhere. And is that Germany job open? So that, that's an issue there. Um, and Conte, would he come back? Why would he leave the champions, uh, the champions elect, if you like, of Inter? Um, I, I beyond that, Crackers, I can't, mm. I'm, I don't know, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm struggling to find out where we go from here. But I, I will say this, and you know, I had an amazing interview with uh, um, Adrian Dunn, Darren Goff, years and years ago before Poch got appointed. And I went on TalkSport and had a proper rant off. We must get Benitez. He's a winner. He's, he's won trophies. We must get him. And they, they appointed Poch. And I weren't happy. More for me because he's he's obviously been one of our best managers in modern times. So, and, and he didn't win anything, classic Tottenham. But so I, I just think for me, I'm struggling thereafter. I don't know, lads, what, what you think, like what other names are about or who we could put forward.
3: There was Eric Ten Hag at Ajax. I know oh, yeah. a, lot, so, yeah, a lot of people yeah, have said him, but I mean, for me, I mean, obviously he obviously had that fantastic year in the Champions League with them. But apart from that, I don't think he's done a particular lot else. I mean, he's not a guy that's kind of really gone and, and shown he's, the, you know, the real deal. I mean, I think they had a fantastic team in that, in that Chambers League run as well. I think it just coincided. They got a lot of players that came through their academy and they had a very good team at that time. So I'm not too convinced, but I know a lot of people are.
4: Jamie, I'll, I'll stay with you and then I'll come around to the other chaps at Est, uh, North uh, LDN uh, and KAC443. They've all made the point about with Jose being yet another failure under Enoch and, yeah is is there some validity in what people are saying that whoever comes in has got a glass ceiling that they've got to put up with and they can only go as far as they allow them and does if we join this ESL and it's not yeah. bluff and it's not everything does that does that change and then you know take the handbrake off for for bigger better signings mm-hmm.
3: Well, I mean, look, one of the one of the reasons I think that I, I particularly want Julian Nagelsmann is because I think he kind of fits, he'd fit the way that the club is run. I think he's a guy who gets the best out of players. I think if you look at a lot of the players that he's got at RB Leipzig, he's really developed them very well. And that's something that's, that fits very well with Spurs. You know, that's that's what Spurs have kind of been built themselves on over the last couple of years. So I think that's for me why Nagelsmann, I think he's, he'd be the right fit. But there, there potentially is that ceiling. I was kind of always under the impression that when we moved into that new stadium, I know lots of people are going to think I'm absolutely ridiculous, but I, I thought as though maybe we'd start to change once we were in that new stadium, of course, with all the, the extra money, the revenue that we'd be receiving from being in that new stadium, I thought we might change a bit, but we haven't really been able to see that of course with the pandemic and no fans being in, it's completely killed that. So I felt as though we were going to change. Um, I think that's a big reason is why Mourinho hasn't, hasn't been able to succeed because I think the club is that they weren't able to go and back him because there just wasn't that, that they'd lost so much money. So they weren't able to go and get in the players that he wanted. They weren't able to go and build his squad. So um, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But for me, that's why Julian Nagelsmann or someone like that would be the kind of the right fit for Spurs, a guy who can get the best out of what, um, what he's been given, what he's given at Spurs.
4: Chaps, I'll throw it open to the, to the floor. Has anybody got anybody else uh, other than sort of the, the bookies' favourites and our favourites here? Is there anybody from left field that you feel could come in? Uh, feel free to jump in with some more names and put up a, a valid reason for them. Any of you guys?
6: If we weren't going into this, I mean, we're going to come on to this uh, this Super League that everyone's talking about. Would, would, would Nagelsmann come to Spurs? Is, is it is it an attractive enough, big enough job for him or is it too much of a job for him where he will look at the history of diff- different managers that have come and gone and gone,
3: no, no, I can't be dealing with that. I'll just stick to what I know. I wonder yeah. whether I wonder whether the Super League puts him off because, of course, RB Leipzig have, have turned down that as well and lots of the German clubs have turned down being involved in that. So I wonder whether he wouldn't be up for... For getting involved with that competition. That's the one thing that kind of worries me with with us. I mean, of course, I'm talking like Nargosman will definitely come to Spurs. Of course, we've got massive competition from Bayern. And then, of course, um, there's the huge fee that it will take to get him out of um, Leipzig. So um, I I think that potentially actually be a bit of a factor in stopping him from coming that being involved in this uh, Super League. Who's
4: your second God? Uh, Chris and John, there's also a a moral issue, isn't there? Because, uh, you know, the Germans are brought up on a different type of football with the fan ownership and Klopp's uh, comments this evening. So you may wonder if Nagelsmann may well even turn around and go, well, no, because you're in this European Super League and I'm sort of morally uh, opposed to it. And if he wasn't, I may may well come. So there, there may be some validity in that, but he may have some morals which doesn't allow him to actually come and, and manage a club in, in that competition.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see on that one. You know, we, we don't know the full ins and outs of the competition yet, whether it's going to happen, whether, you know, the full formalities of it. So I think for now, maybe it's a bit premature to talk about his moral grounds on that. because He doesn't know and, and we don't know for definite what's exactly happening. Um, he wouldn't be my number one choice. I've, I've, you know, mine is, as was always Brendan Rodgers. It was when Pochettino was sacked, um, and, and it still is today. I just think he's continued to do outstanding work at Leicester. Um, people say to me, and I've mentioned this before, you know, why would he come to Tottenham? Well, very simply, we're a bigger club than Leicester, and always have been. We've got, we're based in London. A lot of people want to work in London and be at a big club. He was at Liverpool before. He's now been at Leicester and Celtic. It's time for him to jump up again. Tottenham is on an upward trajectory, and also more money. Look, we're we've, in the top ten richest clubs in world football we've got the money you only need to get him in a room looking over that wonderful stadium with a good lawyer and say look what do you want and which one player do you want Tottenham Hotspur to take from Leicester with you we've got the power to do that we need to start acting like a big club this myth that we don't spend money in it, it's all rubbish 65 million were spent on Ndombele 45 million on Lo Celso 27 million on Bergwijn 30 million on Sessignon 30 or 40 million on Davidson Sanchez huge sums of money have been spent they've been spent wrong but they've been spent So the money is there and it's a myth that Enix, you know, don't release money to managers or Mourinho gets some pass because we didn't back him. Mourinho went out and signed and it was his choice. No one put a gun to his head. Carlos Vinicius, Jetson Fernandez, Joe Hart, Matt Doherty, you know, they're not good enough these players because his mate Mendes was recommending them and getting a commission in a brown paper bag. Not good enough. And that's why he had to go, right? So there's no point saying, oh, he he gets an escape because we didn't get Skriniar. Skriniar's never kicked the ball in this country. There's no guarantee of success because you've got good stats on video games, you're going to do it over here. You know, It's a complete myth that Skriniar is the answer to everything. He's never kicked a ball in this country. There is no guarantee of success. Clubs have bought big centre-backs for huge sums of money before, and they haven't worked out. Look at Manchester City spending huge sums on Enigwil Mangala, 42 million quid from Valencia, released him for free. Some work out, like Laporte and Diaz. Plenty of others do not work out. So it's always a risk. And this assumption that Mourinho gets a free pass because we didn't get Skriniar is, is rubbish for me.
4: Chris, uh, coming to you, sounds like a director of football would work very well at Spurs at the moment. It would take some decisions out of Daniel Levy's hands, who uh, doesn't seem to be getting too many of the football ones right. So a director of football coming in with with a manager and who would you like to see managing?
1: Well, do you know what? I agree with John. I think if, if you're going to um, pin me down to a name, I think Brendan Rodgers, you know, he's proven Premier League. I like proven Premier League. You know, he, he knows the Premier League, he knows the players. And, uh, you know, I agree with John. You know, once anyone goes to that stadium, you know, they're going to be sold. You know, they're going to be sold, especially when you've got players like Harry Kane. But the thing that does really worry me as a Spurs fan right now, I want to know what the plan is. I want to know what our direction as a football club is. Because... You know, I'm sorry to harp on about Pochettino again. Pochettino brought us to where we are now. He brought us to, you know, there there wouldn't even be talk of Tottenham Hotspur being in this European Super League if it wasn't for Poch taking us to a Champions League final, finishing in the top four constantly. You know, Jose Mourinho come in, you know, fair enough. the, The board have put their hands up and they've sacked him today and they've said, okay, it hasn't worked. I just want to know what the direction is, what the plan is. I want the board and I want Tottenham Hotspur Football Club to come out and tell all of us fans exactly what the plan is. You know, is this another project? Because you've got to think as well, whoever's coming in, it's all right. All of us sitting here saying, oh, we want him, we want him, we want him. You know, why would Brendan Rodgers leave Leicester? You know, they could win the FA Cup this year. They've won the Premier League already, Leicester City. It's all well and good us lot saying, "Oh, Tottenham Hotspur, we're the eighth richest, uh, you know, club in the world. We're a much bigger club. We're a much better club." Well, look at the trophies. You know, we're Tottenham Hotspur fans. We, we support our club and we defend our club. You know, to the hills, uh, you know, and back. But at the end of the day, we're trophyless in in thirteen years. So it's about getting us over that line. But it'd be interesting. The manager that does come in, will they be happy with Tottenham Hotspur going into the European Super League? You know. The big question that we haven't asked ourselves is, do you think Jose Mourinho was happy with the decision that Tottenham put out this announcement last night? Because Spurs haven't consulted the fans. You know, did they consult the players? Did they consult the manager? Did Jose Mourinho find out about it only a couple of days ago? Did he find out about it yesterday? You know, it would have been very interesting. Jose Mourinho's press conference against Southampton would have been tomorrow. And, you know, the first question the journalist would have asked, are you happy with Tottenham in this European Super League? Perhaps Mm -hmm. Jose would have come out and said, no, no, I'm not happy about it at all. I I, I can't stand it. And very interesting point that Lee's pointed out about Jurgen Klopp. You know, are these managers going to be happy with it? Are these players going to be happy with it? You know, me as a fan, you know, I'm used to going, you know, travelling all over to see Spurs. Do you think I'm going to be travelling over, you know, every other week, every other Wednesday, you know, around Europe? It's crazy. They haven't consulted anybody and they haven't thought about any of this from a fan's point of view. It is all about the money and it's, it's, it's disgusting, really. I
2: think, as well, you know, when you, um, when you look at it, we're all saying about, you know, wanting to bring top class players. We get to see what those, those FAs do with the players that are involved in the Super League because whether we like it or not, Harry Kane is proud to be captain of his country. Brazilians are born to play for their national side. There are a number of players like that. Spaniards want to play for Spain. Germans take great pride in playing for their country. And if those players are deprived European championships and World Cups and international caps because they're playing in the Super League, they may well not fancy it themselves, despite the the riches that are thrown at you. They'll think, hold on a minute. No, I, I, I don't want to do that. I want to play competitive football for my country. That's the pinnacle of the game, whether we like it or not. That's how players look at it. They want to win. Hugo Lloris will be immensely proud having won a World Cup. You, you see a number of players, players like Pogba's and that, that play a lot better for their countries than they do for their clubs. And, and as I say, Brazilians, Argentinians and that, they, they play club football to be able to play for their country. So you could find a lot of those players. Gareth Bale. Look at Gareth Bell's commitment to Wales as opposed to what it's been to to his club football. So, okay, Gareth. A certain age in his career where he probably thinks not, you know, he won't have another international tournament. But it would be interesting to see Gareth Bell two years ago want to play for Real Madrid in a Super League or say, I tell you what, I want to play for Wales in the European Championships and I want to play for Wales in a World Cup. So we have no idea what the impact on players will be just because we're in a Super League. Some of those players may not fancy being in it.
5: They, and, as I was, on, Lee, sorry. I was going to say, sorry, Craig, I was, that's a brilliant point. But but actually, you know, two, two points off the back of that one, which is, one, then, does that help the, the, the other clubs that aren't in it? Because all of a sudden, you've got a load of players that are going, well, I ain't playing in that. So they want to leave their, their contracts. And then all of a sudden, Harry Kane turns up at, you know, West Ham, uh, you know, or uh, Kylian Mbappe turns up at, um, you know, Luton Town. <laughs> or something. Do you know what I mean? The point being is that actually does it does it help in that way? I think the other thing is well, the other comparison, which is a, a loose comparison, to be fair, because nothing really has happened like this before. But when you look at the when you look at cricket and the IPL and when, and when that when that first launched, and it's absolute world stardom. I mean, there's so much money in that game in the 2020 IPL. Um, all of the big, big, massive star players playing it everywhere. There was controversy when it first started. Now, is England going to rip up the central contract if you play in the IPL and so on and so forth? And in the end, that what they've had to do is they've had to come to a compromise. You know, all the major uh, um, or most of the England major players, like Ben Stokes, for example, they get uh, auctioned out in the IPL, but they still play for England. And and I think that's almost a negotiation point. Be interested, you know, to, to see when the dust settles. Do you know what,
4: ladies, it kind of I mean? actually nearly harks back, and Jason will remember this to Kerry Packers. Um, tours in South Africa, which was obviously against the backdrop of apartheid and much bigger world political issues and moral issues, but the sanctions that are being bandied about for anybody that goes into this ESL is along the lines of what cricketers were told if they went and played for Kerry Packer's team, wasn't they, Jason?
2: Yeah, and, and a lot of them did lose international status mm. for quite some time, So yeah. um or on rebel tours and things like that, where... Where Graham Goochies and Mike Gattins and that restrictive international cricket and that. So we, we just, I, mean, as I think it was John said earlier, we need to see more detail. We need to know what the, what the Premier Leagues and that are, are doing. But, I mean, Jamie Brown will be happy. There'll be transfers galore. There'll be about 25 transfers a day. <laughs> Jamie Brown can't wait for it to happen. I think with Harry Kane, I think he might make a stand.
6: I think he wants to captain his country. He's proud to captain his country. He wants to win tournaments. He wants to get golden boots. He wants to break them records of Gary Lineker's and your Michael Owens and your Wayne Rooney. So I think he might make a stand. I really, really do. I think there's got to be a compromise where if you are playing for this Super League, you have to play or you have the option to play for your club. There's There's no ifs or buts about it because I'm not turning on the World Cup to watch the World Cup to watch, no disrespect, average players playing for their country. I want to see the best of the best. You know, I want to see the Neymars of this world, the Mbappes, the the Canes, the Ronaldo's and the Messi's. I want to see that. That's why I I love the World Cup, because it's the best of the best.
4: Mark Nolan might finally get his cap. Mark (laughs) Nolan, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mark Noble. Uh, Noble, sorry. (laughs) So so forgettable, (laughs) I forgot his name.
1: (laughs) Can Can I just say, I'm quite traditional in the fact that if Tottenham are in a competition, I want to see Tottenham really go for it and try and win the competition. Now, realistically, Tottenham go into this European Super League. Are we ever going to win the European Super League? Are we ever going to be able to compete with all of those teams who spend big when we don't? And even, even every single team getting £350 million, we know as Tottenham fans that nowhere near that amount of money is going to be spent on the pitch. So we are there. We are going to be there just to make the numbers up, and I don't want to watch Spurs just to make the numbers up. I want to see Spurs actually compete and really go for the competition. But I don't think that that will be the case, sadly.
2: Well, the, well, ca- the caveat to that, Chris, may well be, as they say, is that once you're in that Super League, there may be Mister uh, Mister Big from who lives on his yacht in. Uh, not in the Bahamas who, who buys oil paintings, but lives on his yacht somewhere else, comes along and says, right, now I'm ready to buy Tottenham. And, and you do get new owners, but but you're right. Under the Enoch way, you'd think we'll, we'll just make up the, the bottom half of the league.
4: Yeah. Do you know what? For my own two-pen worth, I actually want the jeopardy of relegation as well. I think it's what makes sport. I think it's exactly, it's the essence of football. It's that you know, if you have a bad season, you could get relegated as much as you could, could get promoted. And with no relegation involved in it either. It's just, just not a game, but look, it's the elephant in the room. We've avoided it. We've spoke about Mourinho. We've spoke about how it kind of links in. I don't know if Mourinho going today was intrinsically linked to it. I don't know if they overlap on the Venn diagram, Um, but we are where we are. So look, um, we need to finish up with this uh, European soccer league. Uh, John, I'll come to you first uh, you're you're a, you're a resident legal eagle on this uh, how do you how do you see this game? because at the moment it could just be brinksmanship couldn't it uh, and it all just it all falls flat so uh, so your your thoughts on it from a from a sort of a legal perspective and then as an emotional Tottenham football fan.
0: Yeah, I certainly think at the moment all options are on the table. The club signing the statement of intent is obviously a far greater step than anything we've seen before. The news started leaking around midday yesterday and by, uh, you know, you had Gary Neville on Sky slamming it and you had a lot of other big commentators online uh, giving their opinions and views. And we then saw the announcements about 17 minutes past 11 last night. Um, So look, the clubs are certainly talking about this and have been for a significant period of time. I put a tweet out today mentioning some of the big events that maybe were leading to this, you know, the Amazon documentary, the uh, Daniel Levy going over to NASDAQ, Gareth Bale up in Times Square. We've seen a lot of things that have been building brand Tottenham Hotspur, the stadium, um, Jose Mourinho, Gareth Bale coming back, building the brand of the club and, you know, getting us to the point where we're in a negotiable position to go in with the big boys. And, and Tottenham obviously taken that chance. And I think this is more further forward now than it ever has been before. I think that Clubs obviously feel strong enough to go to those domestic leagues and say, "Look, we're doing this. What are you going to do about it?" Um, and it's now for the Premier League to come back strongly and, and take legal advice on it and, and sort out their position and what you know can a compromise be reached? Are the clubs just bluffing or are they serious? And, and I think we'll, this will transpire over the coming weeks and months. It all evolved very quickly yesterday, but I think that was obviously because of the leaked information that a statement was coming and it was supposed to be at half past nine and on the back of the negative fan reaction and the commentary on Sky, maybe clubs amended what they were going to say or give as many details as they were going to do. Um, So look, I think time will only tell and it's going to be a watch this space for the coming weeks and months. My personal position on it in the moment is I'm unsure. I'm not one of these people that's saying I'm definitely against it or I'm definitely for it. I don't know enough about it. I need to sit down and really look into it um, and and, and make my own mind up on it. And you know, I I think in time we'll hear more details and, and how it's going to play out. But you know, if there was a way where Spurs could maybe play in it instead of a Champions League, but then still play in their domestic league, still play for domestic trophies, then yeah, maybe that is something I would be for. But,
4: you know, pulling us out of everything, that doesn't sound great. So let's wait and see on that. Let's wait till we hear a bit more. Jason, I'll come to you because there's talk of all this being aimed at a market over in the Far East, and you're a man that's lived there and, and, and knows over there. And uh, so if this does happen, the potential for, you know, for, for, for what it could become, given the markets that they seem to be chasing in both America and, and there as well, over Thailand and China and India and, and, and those sort of, those, those markets?
2: Yeah, without, without a doubt. I think the, um, those markets are only interested in, and I'm not even sure they're interested in Tottenham. They're mainly interested in Manchester United and, and Liverpool. And, and to a degree, Chelsea come into that. Uh, and Beyond those three, They want to see Real Madrid, they want to see Barcelona, they want to see the top players. Um, And and a lot of fans, a lot of Asian fans, and we'll find that when Sonny leaves Tottenham, those Korean fans won't stay Tottenham fans, they'll go Mm. and support whoever Sonny plays for. And you see a lot of Asians support a player, so that when Neymar leaves to go to Paris, they go and support Paris. They're not staying with the club, so that happens, but I mean, as John says, it will be interesting to see how many of those players end up having to play in the Super League. And that's the thing. I mean, if we... Um, my worry is it with with the Super League is how many dead games will there be? And, and, and even if it is AC Milan against Chelsea, if it happens to be 8th v 12th in the Super League, how much interest actually is there in that game, bearing in mind mm. what happens if we get in the top four? Well, we're still in the Super League next year. Yeah, but is, what do we do with that? Well, we're just in the super league next year. So it doesn't really matter who gets so there you could be a lot of dead games. And I don't we need to see how it plays out. We really do. In principle, I'm dead against the idea, completely against the idea because I, I want football to be as competitive as possible. And as I like the jeopardy of relegation. I want to be pushing Champions League places or Europa League places or look at look how good the playoffs have been for the for the championship and things, so that there aren't dead games. So I think that's important for the sport. But no, I'm,
4: um, I'm absolutely with you If there's nothing I mean, at stake, there's no edge to a game, and it's games with edge that give you your entertainment, isn't it? It's yeah, the and, essence and, of it.
2: And exactly, and I, I, you know, I, I, I take John's point. I want to go and see Barcelona, and Real Madrid, but I, I want to go and see Marseille. I want to go and see Monaco. I want to see Endelix. I want to see Borussia Dortmund. I don't just want to see. Barcelona for the next 20 years so that Barcelona just becomes an ordinary fixture.
5: You Um, might be seeing Dynamo Donuts if we win the Carabao Cup next (laughs)
2: year. Take your trousers. As long as it's a jam donut, I don't mind. It's um, it's difficult to know. We need to see more detail about it. In principle I'm against the idea Um, but we know that probably Tottenham from a selfish point of view need to be within it but there's so much sketchiness. We don't know the impacts that the FAs, that the Premier Leagues and things will do. And, you know, if if we were to be thrown out of English competition, completely out of the FA Cup, out of the Carlin Cup, not allowed to play in the Premier League, if you come back you start in Division 5, just to watch Barcelona-Real Madrid once a season, then, you know, am I really that bothered about that either?
4: Jamie, I'll come to you in the thought of uh, Tottenham v Aldershot on Saturday, then Tottenham v Barcelona... On a Wednesday, and uh, with you and us legacy fans uh yeah. being inv- involved in that, uh, how are you feeling about this uh, this spanking new yeah. all signing all singing, dancing league?
3: Um, well, obviously, as the guys have said, we don't know obviously all the details about it yet, so it's, it's very difficult to understand kind of what how, how the, the actual concept of it, but. I kind of look at it, and I think I, I, I don't. I don't blame the club for kind of getting involved. I mean, if you don't get involved, then you're completely left behind. You can't miss out on the, that sort of money, so you understand why the club have, have kind of taken that risk to go go along with
2: it. I'll just go back a fraction. One of my favourite fixtures this season was Marine. Correct. Yes. The circumstances yeah. around Marine, the, the brilliant cup tie that was, uh, and I know people say, "Oh, you you soppy old git," but it was a fantastic story, wasn't it? Tottenham Hotspur versus Marine and and the thought of of all those types of things disappearing completely and it's oh it's Tottenham v Barcelona again and it's Tottenham v Real Madrid and we're still going to play Chelsea and we're still going to get beat at Anfield it's
4: there's you know there's there's nothing new in it for me but it wasn't just fairy tale for Marine Jason that gave them 10 years worth of income didn't it i mean it's propped them up for for absolute, for years and years to come, it just it just doesn't we're, seem we're seem right to me. Publicity out of that, you know, Tottenham got a lot of credit from that from that
2: cup tie. The way we handled it, the professionalism we showed, you know, there was a there was a lot of good for Tottenham obviously. It wasn't just all about Marine. Tottenham, for one of the few times this season, got a lot of good publicity that week. So, you know, those are the types of fixtures. I'm not saying we'll get Marine every year, but. It's great to play, you know, it's great going to Rochdale when they had to lay a new pitch. I still want to see those games just as much as I want to see Barcelona, you know, every season.
4: Uh, And coming to you and uh, Jason saying he wants to see us play Rochdale, if this all goes down and bent in five years' time and it all collapses in on itself and uh, we come back to uh, the the British League system with our tail between our legs that's very much who we could be playing. I mean, it seems to be they're playing fast and loose. with 138 years of history here, doesn't it? And is it their right, is it, a, you know, the current custodian's right to take us down that road with absolutely no consultation whatsoever?
6: Yeah, it's quite frightening when you put it like that, didn't you? Saturday that's at That's the all, reality of it. Wednesday at Barca. Yeah. Um, Again, I'm, I'm I'm with John on this. I, I I I haven't read too much into it to get the pros and cons. I'll be honest with you. I completely understand and get what Jace is saying. Um the the magic of the FA Cup, the magic of the League Cup, the away days, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I completely, completely get that. But as a fan, if we weren't in it, we'll be would we do, be doing a podcast about why we're not in it and everyone else is above us, etc.? So it's just one of them six of one half a dozen of the other, um, I said, I need, to, I need to really look into what it's all about properly and get the pros and cons. That's that's me talking as as, as a fan. Um, I've seen a lot of tweets today saying, that's it, I'm stopped supporting Spurs, etc, etc. Personally, I'm never going to stop supporting my club and I'm sure you lads won't either. So regardless of what's going to happen, we'll always be Spurs fans in my
4: eyes. Do you know? And makes an interesting point there, Chris. Uh, you know, it's we we all go balls in on our on our club, and we've got such an emotional attachment to them. Um, you know, c- can can you walk away? I mean, uh, at a underscore guard five, he says, at what point do you walk away from Spurs? And I think it's a it's a great question. Is there a breaking point? With, with what they do and where they take Spurs, where you go, oh, you know what, I, I, I can't do this anymore. That That's me done.
1: Well, it's funny. Anthony and I had this conversation this morning on the phone about, you know, Anthony said, will you still go to the games? And I, and I laughed and said, of course cool, so I will, because that's just the sort of person I am. But, you know, there are a lot of people that I've spoke to in the last 24 hours and, and they're, they're pretty disgusted um, about the lack of regard of, You know, the the club's history, you know, just to just just to chuck away the Premier League or the the chance to chuck away the Premier League, the the FA Cup and the League Cup. Now, I'm fully with Jason here. You know, games like Marine, I absolutely love, Um, you know, very traditional in in, in that manner of going to the the smaller grounds and seeing the club play. And, you know, I absolutely love that part. Um, I just think that when you have European football, you should be there because you've earned the European football. Um, you know, I love that race of top four and, you know, going into Europa League or whatever, that that race is, is what football's all about. You know, and, and like Jason said as well about the relegation, you know, you have to have that. And I just feel that if you do go into this European Super League and it's 9th v 10th or even 4th v 9th, you know, where's the excitement? Where's the excitement level? How are you going to make that exciting year in, year out? I just can't see the excitement um, for me. And... I don't know. I'm I'm really, really dead against it. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty disgusted with it because I think that the fans should have been asked what their opinion is. And Jason rightly pointed out as well, you know, about the the whole Marine game. If you ask most Spurs fans right now, do you want the chance to play in the FA Cup every year? Or do you want the chance to to play the same European games um, year in, year out in this, uh, you know, European Super League because you're there anyway, because you're there because you are being paid to be there, not because you earn the right to be there, because you're being paid to be there. It's a completely different ballgame.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Lee, coming to you, and um, I'll put it to you that we do go into this ESL. Um, and we we've slung out of, of everything here it's, it, as, as it sit with you because to me, I think it's just too big a price to pay. but it doesn't look like that we're the fans that these 12 clubs are actually after anymore, does it I mean we're being referred to as legacy fans already, and they're, they're chasing they're chasing different markets aren't they very much so and I think
5: that you know if and it's a massive if, like massive, huge capital letters, IF, that we that any ESL club get thrown out of all of their domestic competitions, then I think it's an absolutely no way. Like you, can't, you can't do it. Um, it's changing football completely as we know it. What I would say is a flip coin to that, is that if Tottenham were one of the 14 clubs in the Premier League that weren't invited in, how would we be reacting? Not being sat at the top table. How would we be reacting? We'd be sitting there going, eighth richest club in the world, biggest stadium, best stadium, we've not even been involved. So I think that you know you have to look at it from a bit of balance. Uh, what I think is going to happen is that this is a negotiation. I, I think this is, this is the top, top clubs in Europe showing their power. We've just seen Marino get sacked today um, on the basis of player power. Um, we've seen it uh, time and time again with the players having power inside the football clubs to get rid of managers or whatever that they don't want. And we're seeing the same thing now. In 1992, the Premier League broke away from, from the traditional Division One, Two, Three, and Four. And yes, it was different because there was still relegation and promotion and all the things that we've talked about, which I do agree with. But even so, they still did break away. They still had that elite mentality. This is just taking the eliteness, the elite mentality to another level. And it's creating something. And it's basically saying, if you don't give us what we want and what we deserve, we put all this money back into the game because we are Manchester United or we are Liverpool, we are Barcelona and we want more we want more of the pie. And if you don't give us more of the pie, we're going to break away. That's the way I see it in my simpl- my simplistic brain. So, so you know, I'm not saying I'm right. It's just the way I, I look at it. So I think there will be, I think it will happen actually. And I think I think it was John that said it earlier. It's been 10 years in the making. I do think it happened, but I think it will be vastly different to what it kind of looks like now. Mm-hmm. I think today is about puffing out their chest and saying, look, we have got the power to do this and we are serious about doing this. So what what can we do? And I think it will when, once that dust, dust settles a bit. I think what we might find is that this is the sort of thing that replaces European football as we know it. So Champions League and Europa League and whatever. I think it, I think it's interesting that on the eve of them coming out with a new format of the Champions League, they announced it. Do you not, do you not find that strange? So there was about to a cha- change the format, wasn't there? the Champions League. Yeah. So I, I think that. The problem, of course, that we have, and again, this is just my opinions. I don't know the answers, like like most of everybody, we don't know too much about it, right? But I think where we'll probably end up getting to is that we'll be in our domestic leagues, the international football won't be affected, um, and it will change the way the European football um, uh, cups, if you like, are run. I think if if you look at the Champions League, when they changed the format of the Champions League, was there conversations like this happening? You can't make it a league format. It's a cup. Why is fourth place going into the Champions League? They're not champions. This is a mockery, w- wasn't it? Oh, come on, let's be honest about yeah, it, guys. Yeah, and listen. Yeah. this is exactly what was happening. This is about fundamentally changing the way our our um, our football is consumed. And if and if we if we don't like it as fans, then get get off the bus and go and go and watch another team. And, and, and I'm not saying that we should do that. But that's what they're saying. Yeah. Like, I think, that's ultimately what they're saying, aren't
1: they? I, I think, though, Lee, it feels completely different. This is like a, a private club that no one else comes into. You know, they, they let a few other teams in every year. Um, but it just seems like the, the 12 founding clubs are always there. Mm-hmm. Regardless of how good or bad you are, you're always going to be there because you're paid to be there. It, it is a completely different ballgame, this.
4: Yeah, yeah. He's no, I agree. Of, like I say, like spirit, I, sorry,
5: Chris, I do agree. I agree. I, I think I'm not, I'm not saying I'm for it at all. What I'm saying is that we we have fought as if, you know, we talk about, I don't want to be mediocre and gameless games, but we've been mediocre in the Premier League since 1992. Right. Our average position is fifth. You know, we hate it when we're not in the top four. We absolutely hate it. We've only been in the top four, four times, you know, in in, in, the, in the entire history of the Premier League, five times, sorry, tie history of the Premier League. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we've only yeah. qualified for the Champions League like four or five times, you know, in, in our entire history. So, you know, we say about, you know, but it is what we said before, it's the hope that kill, keeps you. The hope of going, maybe it's this year. Maybe this year we we're get into the top four. Maybe this year we get top two. What's the point in that European Super League if it doesn't matter? doesn't lead what's to anything, does it? Like, no. If it do not matter, no. what is no. the point? It's like,
1: well, can I, can I just like, ask? Um, I was actually quite surprised that Tottenham, were in the mix for this. Uh, do you guys actually believe that we deserve this place?
4: <laughs> it's
3: all based on money, though, isn't it? Yes. We're the eighth richest yeah. club in the world, yeah. and that—that's what ultimately yeah. influences it. I don't think it's anything to do with our. but it's certainly, definitely not nothing to do with merit, and that—that's the. I think that's the Arsenal. big thing about this. Obviously, the no relegation is is the big thing. It's, Arsenal, it's not they've competition.
5: Never won a European Cup, have they exactly? Tottenham.
3: So one European Cup. Man City have never won the European Cup.
5: No, so three out of the, uh, six English teams, and we, we've mm. never won a Champions League or European Cup. Yeah, you like
2: know, the the Forest have won two. Yeah, it, it, exactly. exactly. Aston Villa, Aston Villa it, have it, won one. It, why this is
4: this fight? is a thing, and this is why I so, say. I mean, I despise it. I absolutely despise it. I would do everything in my power to make sure it doesn't happen, whatever that is. And I, 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 just, I can't be having none of it whatsoever. But taking my Spurs hat off, when you look at us as a club and where we are getting getting on that on that boat you have to say what from a just purely from a selfish business perspective it's incredible that, that we've got in in amongst it to be honest because there is a there's other clubs that, that really could have been now over and uh, over and above us so from, a, from a, just purely from a business angle not my fault's But it's absolutely incredible. We have we have been brought along in it. But personally, I'm having none of
5: it. History of Premier League. We finished fifth on average Mm -hmm. over in the Premier League. We are a fifth place team. So if you look at what we're taking, the top six of the Premier League, we're in it, aren't we? Because we finished fifth since 1992 on average. So it It depends on the criteria. But Jamie's right, and you just said it yourself, crackers. It's money. Money. You know that is that is the that is the criteria, isn't it? Yeah,
2: I think as well. You know, I've, I've seen people comparing it to, to when the Premier League formed. The difference was the Premier League formed. It wasn't a close shot to anyone. The league, the, the first Premier League was decided by the league that finished the season before. It wasn't an invited league. They didn't say to QPR. Or, I can't remember who was in it. They didn't say to QPR, sorry, you don't deserve your place, but we're going to promote. We're going to promote, I don't know, Sheffield United into it yeah. because they they were here. You, you know, still had big, that
4: integrity we, and structure, didn't it, that you oh, recognised?
2: Yes, if, if you weren't good enough, good. A season oh. it, you got kicked out of it. And if you were good enough to come into it, you came into it, but that's how it ended yeah, up, right? That that's never changed, yeah.
5: But that's how it ended up. What was the first round of negotiations like? This is a negotiation, guys and listeners. This is a negotiation to get a new European Super League off the ground. And they're going balls in to go, This is what we want. They're going, No way, you ain't getting any of that. And in the end, they're coming to, to an agreement. Mm. Now, I remember that the 1992 when, when the Premier League was formed and the whole sky money coming in and how major it was going to transform. I mean, some of them football people pitches that they were playing on in 1989, 1990 were actual ankle breakers. They were absolutely, I mean, you see it now. I mean, honestly, some of the younger listeners, please, um, you know, of the podcast, go, go back and look at but playing a game in 1987. I mean, literally you'll break your feet. And, and, and now they, they play on carpets because of the amount of money. And do you see what a comparison I'm saying? I remember when it first came coming, it was relegation four. Does any, is there listeners out there that don't realize that your top division used to relegate four teams? there might be listeners that don't re- remember that. Does that right? it mean isn't that going to
4: become crocodile skin with the new, like, it go that one level more, maybe spun well, gold? Yeah, I
5: mean, I think that, look, the point I'm making is, is that I know I'm making a bit jovial, but the point I'm making is actually quite a serious one in the sense that it was used to be 20 clubs, uh, 22, now it's down to 20 clubs. know they used to relegate four teams, now they're only relegating three. So there was major changes at the time for the Premier League to come in. And this is a starting point. You know, you never go into uh, anything look, with, you know, with your final offer. This this is a negotiation for the balls of the, um, the European Super League to say, balls out, this is what we want. Right, now we've got a letter of intent, let's see what happens now. And I tell you, they'll probably be really happy with relegation and people coming in and all that sort of stuff, as long as they've taken over European football. That's
4: basically what they want to do, don't they? Oh, man, man alive. What? Mate, so mate follow me. <laughs> I'm not sticking it's up crazy. for to try and give balance. Yeah, yeah, I can't a, a balance, stand it either. I, do, I don't yeah. want it to happen. Yeah. I don't want
5: it to happen. But but if it happens and it happens big and it's the next best thing and all of them things, I, I, I'll be honest with you, from a Spurs perspective, at least we're at the table. I, I think the question we should be asking ourselves is the situation that we're currently knitting in today, the question should we be asking ourselves, what happens now if we pulled out? We're there and we're a founding club. What happens if the statement comes out and says, you know what, a little bit like the furlough scheme, right? Liverpool made the mistake they pulled out, Tottenham made the mistake they pulled out. Do you remember all that back in COVID? What happens now if we come out of a statement and go, do you know what, actually, you've made a mistake here, we're out. How, how would we all feel about it then? And then all of a sudden West Ham get promoted into it? Another hour and a half show later, well, the,
1: the, the, the interesting thing is, is of course, the, the trust are now saying if Spurs don't pull out of it, they're now going to be calling for the board to resign or, or, or change the ball. So it's going to be interesting times ahead.
4: Very much so. Listen, ladies and gents, uh, thank you so, so much. I think we've covered everything off. We'll be back tomorrow night with either Julian Nagelsman in charge and in the ESL, or in League 5 with John Sitton in charge telling us all to bring out King dinners. <laughs> so I don't know which one it's going to be. Your guess is as good as mine. Can't, can't but- we
2: have the Zagreb prisoner.
4: <laughs> the prisoner of Zagreb. What well, a, you done a good one. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> costa thank you so so much for this evening i tried to get round to everybody and no, give it us great a mate. It's great job Craig. It's and, so uh, nice uh,
6: that ricky joined us isn't it really <laughs> really nice <laughs> of him poor yeah, old rick, we love, you, boys, rick. <laughs>
4: we love yeah, you did, rick we
6: love you mate nice one <laughs> <laughs>
4: jamie you the boys <laughs> uh good stuff thank you sir jamie uh as ever thank you so much for all your input and wise words this evening
3: Yeah, really looking forward to the cup final now. Um, Obviously, a new manager in charge. I think it's with Ryan Mason. Obviously, everyone completely disagrees with me. Um, But yeah, we'll have to wait and see. And I'm really hoping for Julian Nagelsmann. But of course, a lot of competition
4: for him. So we'll have to wait and see. Excellent stuff. Chris, at some stage, we might actually talk about kicking a football on this show. It's just been non-stop politics and everything other than what goes on on a pitch lately. It's been crazy, hasn't it?
1: Well, it's been great. I, I I love talking to you all. Everyone's passion is flowing. And you know, of course, we all want the same thing. We all want trophies. We all want the glory. So let's hope that we're lifting that cup on Sunday.
4: Excellent stuff. Lee, uh, thank you so much to yourself as well. And uh yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a bounce and something to look forward to, something to cling hold of for, for Sunday now, isn't there?
5: Let's get Harry in. Let's go and have a go. Let's go and get three points to get up to Southampton. Don't forget that. We've got a game like in less than 20 or 48 hours. Let's go win the cup. And then let's go and get a, a, a Brendan Rodgers or a Julian uh, Nagelsman in for, for next season. And let's get ourselves out of this ESL stuff and get back to watching live when we can get back into stadiums and enjoying football again. Please just make that happen. Come
4: on, you Spurs. Excellent. Mr McGovern, thank you uh, uh, as ever and uh, on this momentous day, uh, ding dong, the witch is dead and all that. I
2: just want to say, front foot, to is to do, trophies are coming.
4: Yes, love it. And finally, uh, Mr John Wenham, thank you, sir, as as ever and uh, may your week be as colourful as your shirt, sir.
0: Yeah, it's been brilliant. I've had a really good afternoon, and uh, finding out the news was great. And it's been great talking to you boys, and lots of excitement around who might come in. And let's wait and see. You know, I do want Brendan Rodgers, but look, I'm all for Ryan Mason proving me wrong and going on a run and lifting that trophy. So come on, you Spurs!
4: Excellent stuff. All right, ladies and gents, thank you once again for all your questions you sent in. I've uh, I tried to throw a few names out there and the points that you made and, and captured everything. So uh listen, barring uh nothing happening tomorrow, don't don't write it off just yet. We'll be back on Wednesday night after the Southampton game. Yes, you remember that football, Tottenham Otsburgh. We do play it for a living. Uh we'll be back. Talking talking about that and uh, maybe my four 0 prediction now that I made in last night's show is not so crazy. So uh, listen, keep safe. I've got some keep breaking well. news
5: here, quickly. You Go can on. make this
4: up. Go on. I've got,
5: I've got some breaking news. No one has spoken at all about Harry Kane's ankle. No. Uh, not, not, one, not one thing. So just a bit of breaking news that no when he talked about it. No one's even talking about it. So I'm I'm mad. assuming he's a bit.
4: And that is as mad as it gets at the moment that we're not even talking about Jose Mourinho going today. Wasn't didn't even, wasn't even really a story in the media, was it? It is just absolutely crazy. I wonder, I wonder if that might be the reason he went today. He was able to bury it, not being cynical or anything. Mm. All right. Listen, as I said, ladies and gents, keep safe, keep well, thank you for listening. And uh, whatever guys they take Spurs,